What's up, guys? I'm shit. <laughs> I fucked it up. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 206. I'm here with Griffin. Streak broken. <laughs> and I'm here with Street Breaker Adam. I was trying to do something and I fucking blanked. I was I was I was either gonna go with RST or P and then I I blanked <laughs> on it and You got it you got out of sorts. I got it out though. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We recovered nicely. Nobody I mean started. every now and Nobody then the, the the days without incident sign it, it, we gotta refresh it. Yeah, I had to fix a lot of the old ones, so Yeah, well that's true. But live, the streak has been lifted. It'll be all right. We'll come in strong next. Let's just yeah. fucking let's shut it down now. Next. Restart next week. All right, guys. Know? Keep it real. No. <laughs> what we watch this week, guys? 800. Foreign film. And it's not even yeah. February, you know? Yeah. Um, We saw this trailer like a week and a half ago. They're in like. foreign film February. Yeah. And we were like, we got to fucking watch this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> we watched a war film on foreign film February, right? Uh-huh. But it was not a war film like this was. No, a war it film. was not. <laughs> I mean, this shit, it's two and a half hours of just pure fu- war. Uh-huh. Like you get a couple of little breather moments here and there, but they're few and far between. You got like all the most all the most intense sequences of war films past, and they just crammed it into two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. So this is for the Battle of Shanghai, right? This, mm-hmm. this is what we're watching. Um, and they retreated to this warehouse that was like it was a bank. Uh, it was a warehouse for banks, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason that they chose this warehouse is because of how. Uh, fortified it was, you know, because money and, you know, things and such. Banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money and banks. And, uh, I mean, it does a really, it does a really interesting job of how they chose to open the film, in my opinion, where it shows a couple of people that are like retreating because of what's going on. And then not only that, but you've got, you see a lot of things, uh, happened where you have uh people that are trying to get out right they're trying to they're trying to escape and then i mean the 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 chinese are like you don't retreat yeah like th- this is not an option dude you're you're in it and you're just gonna have to deal with it like we'll shoot you in the back <laughs> i mean there's how many scenes did you see where it's like you're free to leave and as soon as they they did that at least off, four times yeah, oh, especially yeah. at the end when he was like, "So we're all going to die." If anybody wants to leave, they can. The one guy was like, "The the kid that was putting his gun down, I'm like, he can't shoot anyway. His arms in a sling. Like, yeah, right. let him go. <laughs> like, right. this like normally in Western films, you have the runner death scene early on in the film to be like, yeah, these motherfuckers ain't fucking around. No, this is the like all throughout the movie. It'll be like some groups of people are lining the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Those young see dudes the one are trying break. to get away constantly. Oh man, they have like, he's like, <laughs> "Where are you going, dude?" They held that one dude underwater. I was like, "He's going to drown." Yeah. And how do those guys but, not see those fucking bubbles coming up? Like, yeah, right. Come on. But that's so like the they get they invade into the warehouse twice, right? Yeah. 
like well, not long after the the characters that we're following first get there, the Japanese break into the warehouse, yeah, and breach. that's yeah. And then um, they break in a second time. The second time when they break break ins when the gas is um, yeah when they come through the water thing and yeah yeah the mustard gas that shit was crazy mm-hmm. right like fuck mustard gas man they were like taking rags out pissing on them. Yeah, when, when he like, crawled over to that dude, he was like, I can't pee. Please pee on mine. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. Well, like, you know how in a lot of our movies uh, in the States, <clears throat> one of the biggest things that, you know, that stands out from those old uh, war movies from like World War One, World War World War II, we're always kind of, you know, we see how like, you know, the angry, aggressive, you know, you know, the way the way Germany is depicted for us as Americans. Right. Um, this movie just it 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 it, 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 it dawned on me just like how aggressive Japan used to be. As a nation. Yeah. They did not give a fuck, dude. And because, and, you know, we, we grew up, you know, we've, we've grown up with, you know, the. I mean, fucking look at it. Japan is this little ass fucking island, and yeah. China, mainland China, is fucking massive. Yeah. And Japan had their foot lodged to the fucking kneecap up China's ass this whole fucking movie, dude. Mm. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it was endearing to see the Chinese fucking hold off and you know fight them back, and and I get that. But like, man, like they they were getting their shit pushed in hard. Yeah. Well, and that's, do you think that the, one of the reasons why is not only um, lack of preparation, but also the fact that the country is so large and everybody is more or less a little, because think about the population difference between 1937 and today. So you're, of course, your main metropolitan areas are going to be heavily popu- populated, but a lot of the country is not going to be populated. Farmland, dude. Yeah, it's not going to be populated hardly at all. It's you know? 37, so. Yeah. So um, it, it's just crazy to see how how it was depicted and how, how, like, cl- how close Japan got. Like, they literally could have threw a grenade over that fucking river yeah. and killed how many innocent people? Well, right when, the, when the airplanes came through. They, yeah. they shot people up during the flag scene, which was a crazy scene. Like I felt that dude when they were trying to hold that flag up. I was like, yeah, this is fucking something right here. And there's yeah. real footage of them doing that. Yeah. Online. You can watch it when they were out there, like dude's arms falling off and he's trying to hold his flag up. Then when that one dude, it's falling and that dude grabs it Yeah. and everybody's just watching him push it back up. Yeah. It's and like, now Whoa. for historical context here. While this shit was going on, America's been dealing with the Great Fucking Depression. Yeah, yeah, like right. that's what's going on in America. Yeah, <clears throat> and or at least the end of it, because it, it, I think the depression ended like right, right, right around the forties. So it's starting to slack off here. But at this point, the depression's fucking all over the world, which in hindsight, make like makes me wonder, like just like. You know, because it showed the city, the civilians that were across the the river, mm-hmm. yeah. they were all still nice. Everything was still clean, and 
the silverware was polished and everything. Yeah. You know, but it's during a time period where by this point, yeah, world, the entire world's suffering economically. When you look mm-hmm. online, it says it ended around 33, but they said it really um, stuck around to like 39. Yeah. That's when it finally got back to normal and took that long to recover. Um, you got the Brits up there watching in the Goodyear blimp. Yeah. You know, like calling Dude, shots people, and they're placing bets on this shit. How fu- like, yeah, that was one of the most fucked up. Like, never mind the fucking scene where you have people strapping grenades to their bodies and diving out of a window. Knowing that there's people on the other side Screaming of the river their post- name on the way down. Yes, yes. So, so people can remember them. Yeah. And then you have people on the other side that aren't even from that country placing bets on whether yeah. Japan's going to invade or take it over that night or not. It's like, it's so fucked up, man. Well, it showed you that like people weren't really giving a fuck about that. That's shit the way that I happened. felt. Well, they were just collecting I mean, at, shit for the news. It was like, well, we well, got news how- for the world. <laughs> Look at how long it took for us, just the three of us, to come across this little piece of history. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I know him we're, I know we're never not, heard of it. Yeah, I mean, I know we, I know we, we're not natives of China or anything, but this is a pretty fucking significant throwdown yeah. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and it was probably just a little paragraph in our history book, which is why we don't fucking remember it. But. You know, when it's, you look at what happened here and how aggressive Japan was, uh, and what was to come? 1945 makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I yeah. mean, I'm just saying they were. We were over there watching them. We're like, you're going the right way for a smack bomb. I don't care who knows it. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Care who knows it. Yeah. Um. And then, like, the fact that they wanted them to stay there, and yeah. to like. And like we need you to symbol. die here, kinda. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. Like you guys are gonna retreat back to us, but yeah, but some of you gotta you're, die. You're mainly just holding the door. Yeah. <laughs> and no one cares about the door, man. Yeah. And and that scene, I love that scene where uh the the leader of the uh, Japanese army where they meet on the horses. They, Dude, how fucking that crazy cool. was that? Kind of old school. A- and they were like, you know, both of them were giving each other respect and being like, okay, like I'm here to fight you. You're here to fight me. Yeah. I'm probably not well, like, walk away from here today. Very, yeah, their cultures are very about keeping yeah. up appearances. Get out there and make degree, your parents proud. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah, like get out there and act like you got a pair. Well, like if it would have been a completely different situation, those dudes could have been best friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how much respect that they had for one another. For and the staying. one dude's like, yeah. The one dude's like, I'm going to be fired tomorrow. Yeah, there's going to be, I'm going to be replaced because I'm a failure. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the next guy, like, God knows what he's going to do. Yeah. You know, like, and it's that, and it's kind of that, that idea is crazy where it's like the next guy's going to come in and who knows what he's going to do. And it's like, dude, you're fucking bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck could they bring in that could be worse? And it's like, well, I mean, I guess that reality does exist. Just letting you know. Yeah. I mean, if but, the next uh, guy fails, they'll kill him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can't have us looking weak in this war. But when you saw the battle, man, whenever the guy was like on this side, heaven and this side, hell. Yeah. 
and you could see how far. So that city had been bombed all the way back to right there on the water, and that was like the last hold point. Yeah. That was it. Like, if they get through here, you know, it's like, well, they've pretty much taken over the rest of what city? Yeah. I saw some of the photos of that city when you look online, and there's one where there's a building that's blown up, and there's a baby sitting there crying. Holy shit. It's like covered in soot and shit. Yeah. And it's like, that's how brutal. Yeah. It was. And then that yeah. white horse, man, like when that white horse was running down the thing. Yeah. I, was I knew that white horse was going to come back. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a million times, dude. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's just the extent that they went through to like, to protect this building. And like the idea that you you're in this building, but you know, the people on the other side of this river, they're not going to get injured. Mm-mm. But you're still here fighting, and if you can just make it to the other side, you're and safe. like hindsight, yeah, hindsight's always twenty twenty. So like going back and watching the movie again, and and realizing the reality of that situation, it's going to have a different impact whenever I watch it because yeah. it's like no fucking wonder they were trying so hard. Yeah, to get I just over thought that. they wanted to go party. Yeah, I was well, like, they want to hang the- out with this chick that sings. Yeah, well, and I, I knew that they wanted to get to that side for safety, but I didn't know that the rules of war was like that. At yeah. the, you know what I mean? Because it was intense because I, I, I remember at the at the beginning of the movie when you have when we have our, our crawl text. Yeah. And it's explaining that shit. I was like, is this going to fucking is this going to be like some some fucking dudes plowing pastures and living the good life while like two blocks down dudes getting a fucking bayonet in the chest. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't realize it was that like the, the, in, in, in terms of scope, it's the equivalent of like us being on one side of the street and on the other side of fucking turf wars breaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like both sides are, well, one side is ignoring the fact that there's people that are like innocent women, mm-hmm. children, yeah. reporters over there, and they're just ignoring that. And that doesn't even like cross their mind or anything. And it's like, dude, if I was there, fuck the symbol. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that I would retreat or anything, but if I was on the other side of that water where I wasn't fighting, I would be like, dude, I've got to fucking do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just stand here and- waving at them. Yeah. Like that one dude that had been watching all that time when those dudes were trying to cross the bridge. Yeah. He said, fucking Japanese. He went and grabbed his gun, which was a shotgun, by the way. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, dude. You ain't going to do much damage from up here. (laughs) But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, right. But. That's crazy how they were set up, too. Like, they were right there on that end of that street because when they were trying to. I'm over here like. Why is there a Nazi flag? What are they doing? What yeah. is it? They're trying to run a phone wire so they communicate with them. Yeah. But they need a phone wire over there. And it's like, okay, so they don't fuck with people on the other side of the bridge. But once you're on the bridge. You're fucked. Yeah. Until you're we get game. to that bridge, you can be shot. Yeah. And, now, and it's crazy. Like, you know, I don't know, man. We don't have that anymore. There's no fucking, when war happens. Yeah. There's just no yeah, rules, rules of like that. That just doesn't. You know, this is a war zone. That's it. You can't. They're yeah. not going to just, you know, they're like, well, we won't shoot you if you're over here. But yeah. if you're anywhere else, you're fair game. Well, I mean, well, I mean I'm, I'm certainly no war historian, but I feel like with the 
advent of just full-blown guerrilla warfare like that changed the war more so than the technology yeah yeah that's for sure um this dude had a good family sister on the casino yeah i mean he had a good family money and when he was sitting there watching them he said fuck it i'm a fast runner yeah because they're all sitting there watching these dudes get slaughtered yeah and it's like, man, this is fucked up. Like nobody's helping them. They're all stuck over there, yeah. and they're and they're holding Head in their shots. place. <laughs> yeah, headshot special effects left and right, man. But yeah. when he ran over to that table and told that guy, he gave the symbol that he always did when he looked at his, I guess, his grandfather or dad's yeah. picture. Said, yeah. All right, motherfucker, it's my turn. He put his fucking fingerprint on the thing. Yeah. And got that goddamn line across there, dude. And it was like, hell yeah, yeah dude. Fucking national treasure right there. Yeah. You know what Remember I mean? Remember me. I'll- Outside of the the cinematic and uh, not cinematic, but outside of like the story and 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 what's actually going on, um, the thing that that shines the most in this movie is that camera work. Oh yeah, man, the cinematography like, and the look, so good. the yeah, the the circle pans of buildings and areas and just these landscapes that will get and just shots for days man see if y'all yeah. can tell um do you remember the first time they they go into the building uh you have that scene where they're all coming up the road and yeah. it's a trap like they go in and the door comes down and it was a damn they ambushed them yeah but on yeah. that scene you could tell that the troops running are cgi after like the first set i was like oh they looped them you could yeah. tell they were yeah. on loop you know but yeah. it still didn't look bad like it was you know no no they just worked with what they had, but it looked it good. Looked, I like the color. It had that like greenish yeah. yellow tint to it that yeah you see in a lot, it, you know war movies. Well, and it kept the, the more the movie went on, the the grainier that it got. Yeah, I noticed that, and not only that, but like whenever it would cut to the the civilians, it was clear. It was yeah. dirty, like it was. It, it I wouldn't say dirty, but it was dark and everything with the same tone. But it was it was cleaner and it was a little bit more defined. Everything was a little bit more colorful and and it's the water. Like once you cross that water, it's a completely different world. And they they showed you that with the cinematography and with yeah. the color and the choice of uh, uh, wardrobe and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts, man. And then you got people, people th- those kids that are like breaking in. Kids, those, th- those three students that mm-hmm. went over there. And they're like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And that yeah. dude watched his two friends get just fucking fucked mowed up, down, dude. man. Yeah. What was fucked up was remember the one guy, the kid that was like, I want this one under my wing. I'm going to train yeah. him. And he looked at him and he said, when I die, you'll take my place. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, this kid's like a kid. Yeah. He's well, a kid. Like, the one kid's 13, but he's young yeah. too. Like, yeah. And when he well, saw him get shot and he was dying, it was just like, damn, man. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. Never had a life. No. Stopped right there, but. They said, bring the mirrors over here, and they so brought they a down. fucking yeah. mirror. Like, they ripped it off the wall, and I'm like, that's fucking genius right yeah. there. Yeah, so they could look down and see. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to blow a hole in the damn side of this thing. And, I mean, these guys were 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 shielded up almost like it's like they use just a classic fucking siege tactic yeah, yeah. the spartan siege you yeah. know or whatever yeah they went 300 on them yeah it was so some trans transcendent shit going on there. and then you know a lot of scenes you got like 
all these people are walking up to people and being like, make sure this gets to my parents or, yeah. you know, here it is. This my this is my little piece of cloth with my name and shit on it. I'm fucking yeah. about to die. Okay. Yeah. Like when the guy, the first one that hops out that window, he went over there and said some shit to him, gave him something. Yeah. And just hopped out the fucking window. And it was like, whoa, shit. Like he was just yeah. like, this, this has got to stop though. We can't let them through. That's the kind of soldiers you want, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers willing to die for their country right there. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. Like, and it it's interesting to see like these types of war films from a different perspective, especially something that was, you know, that you've never, it's kind of like the the film that we watched for foreign film February. It's like, we knew nothing about this going into it. Nah. And we got a little slice of history right there. And like, I mean, I, I can't, I, I can't imagine because they, there's no way that they could have captured the full brutality of wow. like what was going on there. But just the little snippet that we saw of what was going on there was enough to be like, this is fucking insane, man. Yeah. I mean, they were not, they were not fucking around. No, but no, they weren't. I really enjoyed it. though. Yeah, man. man. Like we haven't got a lot of, when was the last war film that we got? Was it Hacksaw Ridge? No. Well, the, I mean, uh, we, we, 1917. We watched, 1917. we watched The Rifleman. Yeah. Yeah. I meant like American. Yeah. 1917 was the, and wait yeah. a minute, was that even an American? Well, no. That was, so yeah, no, that was, The Rifleman was, that was the foreign film we watched. Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. So he's talking been, about an American war movie. Yeah, American war film. I uh, guess the last one that we I had would have been Hacksaw Ridge. It came well, out. It was nineteen seventeen. Not an American. They were British. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. What I'm yeah. Now. From America's perspective. Oh uh, no, there's uh, Fury. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Fury well, was out. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a while since we've got a war film. You know what I mean? I tell um, you, man, I was glad to get this one. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying glad. this little trip around the world and all the theaters of war that have happened. Yeah. Uh, it's refreshing. I was glad to see this movie directed by, like, whoever did it, um, Asian guy. Can't remember his name. Saw it earlier. I'm glad this movie wasn't directed by, like, someone here. And yeah, they right. try to tell the story. It's like, no, nah, you got to let them tell it, man. It's their story. Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to pull it up here. Hugh, Hugh Guan. Huge one. I mean, Hugh Guan. And he directed, uh, he's directed a bunch, a pretty decent amount of shit. Uh, Mr. Six, the chef, the actor, the scoundrel, design of death. Cow, he Chinese. He's from Beijing. Yeah. So there was a little controversy around this film. I don't know if you, if you knew that, Trav, what me and Adam talked about it a little bit the other night. When I found this, I actually was reading it to him. So the the 800 controversial war film finally given China release date. So this was posted in Variety on August the 2nd of 2020. Uh, it said, uh, delayed, delayed by over a year for mysterious political reasons, epic Chinese war film, the 800, has finally locked down a date for release in theaters. Um. Let's see. It was selected to play in the prestigious opening slot of the Shanghai International Film Festival, China's only A-list festival in June last year. 
but disaster struck when, with barely 24 hours to curtain up, uh, the screening was canceled. The film's commercial release on July the 5th was called off shortly after. Despite having been approved by censors in the normal fashion and given clearance to play a state-backed festival, the film appeared to have fallen foul of other previously unknown political considerations. The incident revealed a new dimension to the censorship and approval system. A group of Communist Party scholars and experts calling themselves the China Red Culture Research Association were shown an advanced copy of the movie and subsequently lobbied against it. Association members said the film misstepped in its portrayal of the rival Kuomintang Party, which ruled China until it lost the civil war against the communists in 1949 and fled to Taiwan. The two parties continued to dispute their respective roles in fighting the Japanese. The association's secretary, Secretary General Wang Benzhou, criticized the film by saying the class oppression within the ranks of the Kuomintang army, the misdeeds of its officers, and its evil oppression of the people have disappeared without a trace, making it seem that the Kuomintang army was the real people's army. While there is no hard evidence that the association's opinions were the cause of the film's can, uh, canceled premiere, the group's stance likely echoes that of the party's propaganda bureau, which since mid-2018 took over as China's top film censorship authority, dictating that what can be shown and when. Uh, numerous other films have abruptly have abrupt reversals of fortune last year as the Chinese film industry came to terms with its new master. Um, says it appears that portrayals of Communist Party history are more sensitive than more contemporary topics such as drugs and uh, disaffection. Even things that seem relatively innocuous or even beneficial are going to get closer scrutiny with an, with the attitude being if there are any chances at all that it could backfire, let's postpone it until a different time. Beijing-based historian Jeremiah Jean told Variety last year. Although China's political calendar is peppered with potential hot spots last year as seen was seen as especially sensitive mm-hmm. as it was the seventieth anniversary of communist rule in the country. This year contains other important dates, but the coronavirus outbreak, its economic devastation, and growing cold war with the US have changed the agenda. So what that sounds so, like was that's a group of communist dudes got together and was like, mm mm. Yeah. We don't want we don't want to do this story. Yeah. We want to do one where we've already taken over. Well, and and think like this is the thing though, like as far as like political agenda and stuff, like it was there. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they had it in the film, but it wasn't solely focused around no. that. It was more around telling the story of the individuals that yeah. were in the warehouse trying to protect you know, and be a symbol to the country. Um, and to me, even though I'm not in the mind of the writer, but the same guy that directed it, wrote it, Hugh Guan, he, the way that he interpreted the story and he presented the story seemed to be a people's version of what happened. Yeah. It's boots on the ground. This is what's going on. We need you guys to be a symbol here. Do it. Protect this warehouse. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but yeah, 
I forgot about that too. The whole time we're watching the movie, I'm over here like I'm over here siding with China, but this is pre-communist here. Like this is, yeah, you know, old China, old China. But yeah, it finally got released, and it's available on Amazon Prime. If anybody wants to watch it, that's where it's at. Yeah. Um, it got its release. It actually had did decent in the box office. It was over four hundred million. Yeah. That it made that, well, that was all over there, right? Four hundred and seventy two million. Yeah. So I would and it was only an eighty million dollar budget, right? Eighty, a hundred million somewhere in there. Trying to look at that. Uh yeah. Eighty million dollar budget. Yeah. It made a hundred and eight hundred and eighteen thousand in the US. It made a total of three hundred and seventy two thousand in the US. And it made four hundred sixty-one million worldwide. So, it was but shot I mean, on IMAX format. Uh, yeah. First for a Chinese movie, it took ten years to make with the reported budget of eighty million. Took ten what, years to make. That's what they're saying. So that's probably like I getting the funding, it, getting the writing. Like you know, it was a project they've been working on for a long time. Yeah. So many sequences, dude. Like this. <laughs> nah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed the film, and it was brutal. It was crazy. It was, you know, it was a war film, man. Yeah, it's a different perspective on something that has absolutely nothing to do with us. But if eventually it does, it's like a trickle down effect to a certain extent, right? Yeah. Because I mean, like you said, you see what these motherfuckers are about. Mm-hmm. In 1937, so whenever 44, 45 rolls around, you're just like, well, no fucking wonder. Mm-hmm. So, but I enjoyed it. I recommend it to anybody. It was very long. It was long. And it did take a little bit of time to get started. Yeah. But then that's the uh, thing. Like once it got started, it, it just kept start. going. But then like it hit that one spot where it got slow again, where they were trying to get ready for the final battle. Dude, yeah. these motherfuckers are like, all right, we're probably all going to die, so we're going to take a bath. Go ahead and yeah. take a bath, because probably going to die. Yeah. Well, and how fucked up was that scene, though? They, they said that, um, you know, Chinese, uh, they, Ch- Chinese people want their bodies to be washed after they die. Yeah. Right? And they said, well, we don't have time to do that, so we're going to let them wash their own bodies. Yeah. That's so fucked up to even think about. You know what I mean? Like when that one dude was going up the elevator to the top, he gave him those cigarettes and he said, here, it's enough cigarettes last you the rest of your life. Yeah. As he said earlier, cigarettes are my life when he wanted to pack. Yeah. And then you could see like when they, when that lady was trying to organize shit, the one that brought the flag over to him. Yeah. She's in the streets trying to organize and they're like, they got these big, They look, it looks like a flag or something. They're walking through the street so people can throw shit in it. Yeah. The guy threw a necklace. I'm like, what are we going to do with a necklace, you know? She's like, we need sugar, bread, water. Yeah. You know? These guys are over here fighting for us. Fucking cough it up. They were shooting hams and shit through yeah. slingshots. Like, yeah. it's fucking nuts, it's crazy, man. dude. Yeah. That's yeah, war, though, man. War is a fucked up thing. Yeah. 
I was glad they didn't try to write in some kind of love story. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you know, you had those. You had a few guys talking about people back home and stuff, but they didn't try to work that in. Like, yeah, like you know, usually when we make a war movie, it's like well, yeah. we got to have a love interest. Uh, it's like we don't no, have we don't. to. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is a war we don't have movie. to have one at all. So, well, <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and rate it. I'm giving it a full star. Yeah, man. I I really enjoyed it, and like I said, I want to watch it again with that knowledge because, like, reading something and actually seeing everything and how it actually was, yeah, uh, it's completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's several yeah. scenes where they're spitting it out so fast, mm-hmm. and you're trying. I'm down here reading. I'm trying to. I want to look at everything. I'm like, what was that? What's that thing over in the corner? Let me back it up a little bit. Stop it. What is that? Yeah. So yeah, another view would probably be cool. Yeah, now I think, that I know uh, what's said. Yeah, man, it's I, I give it a star too. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's a hell of a war film. Yeah, I know. There's I know that with those details that we were talking about a minute ago, I know there might be aspects of this movie that might have went went over our heads. But as far as just a classic fighting for the homeland movie, mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's up there, you know. Let me let me ask y'all this. You're a high school history teacher, right? Yeah. Would you show this film? Yes. I'd show this nineteen seventeen. If they can show the the Saving Private Ryan yeah. sequence in high school, um, I would do it. Well, I mean, I feel like this is this is this is a movie I would try. I would push to get shown. Yeah. But I feel like I would have to make sure I have a lot of paperwork to back up. Like, you know, students would be getting a paper saying, hey, we're about to watch a movie. Yeah. If you don't want them to watch it. it, then they shouldn't be here this day or they got to set out of class. But yeah, or that, yeah, they're, they're going to be in the library during this period if you need them. You as know? a teacher, man, you could sit up there and explain this shit for a week. Yeah. And you're still not going to get the point across that the movie shows you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just how crazy it was. It's like, you know. The movie had a lot of scope. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd show it. Well, and it's one it's of those war. things. Can't sugarcoat can, it. Yeah. And you could break the film down into different segments to where, like, you know, especially yeah. whenever the guy goes into the warehouse, like the official, the Chinese official that goes mm-hmm. in there, and they have that conversation, then you can, like, stop it right there. You know? Oh, you're talking sure points. Not- yeah, I'm sure this battle, this this little part in the war, I'm sure there's a an entire college course dedicated to it. Like that's yeah. you know. Tell them what you told me earlier, man, about how many people died because you this number is going to throw you, but you got to realize when it actually started. But how right, many so, people died on what side and stuff? Because this when I heard this, I was like, what? All right, so whenever you go to Wikipedia and you look up the defense of Shanghai Warehouse. It has right here. So you've got uh, the Republic of China and the Empire of Japan. Um, And it's the 88th Division, the 1st Battalion, uh, 524th Regiment, which is 452 men. So this this was the casualties and losses. On China's side, what what would you think would be the casualties, Trav? The... The movie makes him, it seem like people died in droves. Tell him which where I'm it sure starts, they did. though. 
Like when I'm they sure count the siege thing, like. All right, so it, it's ten killed, thirty-seven wounded. And the start. Well, what they're counting as is whenever the start of the days start happening. If that makes sense, because they've got like to that, set like war that, times. That's yeah. So that's the that's the 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 kill count to start it. No, that's the kill count of like of it actually playing itself out. So not what we just watched. Well, I think that if you go back and watch the kill count, then it's going to look way more than it is, of course. But um, ten killed, thirty-seven wounded. But there's 452 men there. There was more than 452 men there when the movie starts. Yeah. They're not I'm counting that entire Yeah, they're not battle. counting the whole time. Yeah. They're they're counting like the last push. Yeah. The bridge the scene. Way, and, yeah. From yeah. what I understand, it's the last push that happens because like it holds out for several days like it does here. But you had all those people that were fleeing from wherever they were in China into Shanghai for sanctuary and anybody that was part of any of the military stuff. And they're just counting the four, uh, what was it? The 524th regiment yeah, out of those guys. Yeah. So like, they're not counting every single person that died. No. They're counting what the casualty, uh, cause you had like, all those other soldiers from the other regiments that joined them. Yeah. On their way back to retreat. Yeah, and that's why they got mad at them. They were like, "Motherfucker, you're supposed to die a mile down the road. What are you doing here?" Yeah. And then um, Japan's losses was 200 plus. Several armored cars destroyed and damaged. That's what it says here. Damn. Yeah. So they're not. They're just counting what the five twenty fourth regiment, eighty um, eighth division, what their losses were. Because this is what what it is. This is the Na- National Revolution Army. It's the 524th Regiment, 88th Division, 1st Battalion, 524th Regiment, 1st Company, 1st Battalion, 2nd Company, 1st. It breaks everything down. Yeah. Like, completely. It says, initially containing around 800 men, the 1st was technically an overstrength battalion, but casualties suffered over the course of the Battle of Shanghai reduced its actual strength just prior to the battle to 452 men, including officers, including officers because of the confusion of the general retreat of soldiers and officers in the battalion. No, hold on. Uh, Because of the uh, confusion of the general retreat, some units may have failed to make it to the warehouse, which caused a further reduction in strength down to only 414 men present at the beginning of the battle. Two minutes of intense fighting had also whittled down the original German-trained troops and around uh, five rounds of reinforcements. The majority of the soldiers and officers in the battalion were garrison troops from the uh, surrounding provinces. Most of the men uh, were from the 1st Battalion, 5th Regiment of the Hubei Province Garrison. Hubei did not want to send its best troops to Shanghai as these had trained over a decade to fight against the Chinese communists. Thus, many of the soldiers sent as reinforcements to Shanghai were green recruits with the uh, latest batch recruited after the outbreak of war on July the 7th. Official communications referred to the defenders of the 
as the 424th Regiment to mislead the Japanese as their actual strength. Even though only the 1st Battalion took part in this battle and other elements of the regiment continued to to be active well into 1939, eventually the 1st Battalion came to be equated with the uh, 524th Regiment even within official documents of the period. So what, all right. So what happened here was you had all these people retreating. Yep. So they rebranded themselves right there Mm -hmm. on like day four. You know what I'm saying? Like right before the final push. Yeah. Well, and then if you think about everyone that died before that final push, there's where all you see in all your deaths. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw a lot of people die, you know, it would have been like a little under 400. Yeah. Um, that, Yeah. So in that scene in the film where he's like, how many men do we have left? And he said, 400, you know, 423 or whatever it was. 420. So no. I thought it was yeah. funny that it was 420. Yeah. And he said, no, we're 800 strong. He was telling the reporter. Yeah. So what yeah. do we report? And he said, I want the number bigger. Yeah. You know, like we can't let them know. And then here's what I'll add to that. Okay. These, the Chinese are very proud people. Yes. They were already doing some misleading with the reports of numbers, right? Yeah. Which is okay in war. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. More people could have died, but they just didn't want to. They were like, no, you only killed 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could, you used, it still wasn't enough to take us out. Yeah. I could see them doing that just to, right. for their country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we weren't there, of course, so we don't know what the actual number was, but there's, they're basically saying from that final, you know, from that final time period up until they started to retreat across the bridge is when those casualties were suffered. If they counted the whole shebang, who fucking knows? They might have been 800 strong to begin with. You yeah, know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And then they rebranded it. And after that, that's when they get their showers and. Yeah. Move in. But yeah, man. Like, dude, and just reading that, it still doesn't like get you don't get the scope of things. Like No, not at all. You know, just hearing that, it's like, oh, okay, it was a little war. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, man. We all give it a star. Absolutely. Yeah. Recommend <clears throat> it. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and document that. While I'm doing the documentations here of the spreadsheets, y'all wanna pivot on over into wv yeah i'm trying to rebrand it wv and uh well i was wrong we were all wrong yeah i was wrong though but in a good way yeah so agatha did want that bitch's power and she got some of it yeah but it just wasn't enough. It she's wasn't not, enough. she's, she's kind of like, I like how they're making uh Wanda out to be kind of like a dark Phoenix type, like her power. You know what I'm saying? If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the vision fight was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, ship of Theseus was probably the best. Yes. Dialogue in the Marvel cinematic universe. Yes. Which was great. Like that whole sequence was fucking him. Where uh, Vision's powering up and he's like fixing to, and then he stops for a second and he's like, elaborate. He had a vision. You know, (laughs) presents him with a paradox and it makes him think. 
Yeah. And then he he fucking opens his third eye, and then that motherfucker just dips out. So, what what do you think? Like, one of two things, right? He unlocks Vision's third eye. He's been programmed to destroy the Vision. He he learns that he's the Vision. He unlocks some of the memories up until he was killed by Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. So, does he a like fly into the sun and destroy himself Mm-mm. because they tried to, Hey, they went, they went against his, his wishes to not yeah. be reprogrammed and repurposed as a weapon. So uh, maybe so to, he's mad at them and he wants to hurt them. Or, I mean, d- does he re- recognize like the threat that he has as a, um, a as, weapon? A, as a weapon? And, no, I think he's I mean, going to come back to Wanda, again. dude think so he's gonna he's, he's gonna go memories. process every he's gotta go process it all he's a computer yeah <laughs> i think he's he's gonna process the part of him that is jarvis you know yeah because i think because you know that's one of the, the biggest images that keep flashing during the memory things is when it gets to him and wanda and that life and everything and it's some really intense stuff and coming off there how much of how like when you when you replace something so much is it still the same thing yeah because that that was the whole concept of the ship at theseus like how much like we're we're the same thing right like like you know and i just i feel like he's gonna go reflect i'm sure it's gonna go through whatever course they have for that version of vision in the comics and i mean i'm unfamiliar with it but I feel like the the MCU is going to make him come back to Wanda at some point. Yeah, I mean he's definitely well, going to show up and fight somewhere. They can't just throw that away. Well, I mean, and it's one of those things. It's like, okay, like she did she even see White Vision? Yeah, they fought. Like, Remember, he was going to uh, smush well, her head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so. But she never gets any kind of clarification. Nah, she don't know. I don't. I, yeah, they don't talk about it. Yeah. Or if they so, did, it wasn't on camera. Yeah. So she's under the assumption that there's no vision. He had to tell and, her something happened to him, right? I mean, I mean we didn't was, see it, but I mean, when he came back, I'd have been like, "Where's that other motherfucker?" You know? Yeah. Or hey, dude. I yeah. mean, this is her dome. Maybe she just knows. I mean, yeah, she could control true. what that motherfucker was doing, kinda. Yeah. So maybe she just knows. Yeah. So, but um, so White Vision takes off, and then she starts like Agatha really got in her head. Yeah. Like in a big way. Wanted and, that power. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I don't think that Agatha would have been able to contain it anyway. Nah, it was too much. I mean, it would have tore her apart. <laughs> Yeah. We find out that she does in fact have the dark hold. Yeah. And uh Wanda put a spell on her. I put a spell on you. In a fucking jogging suit, dude. Yeah, right. I nah, love her I, costume. Oh, uh, when she goes Super Saiyan, dude? Yeah, that was bust out amazing. in the full get up with a little little headpiece on. Yeah. But here's here's when, I got um, a question we'll, about her putting a spell on Agatha cuz the spell's on Agatha inside the dome, and the dome's closed up. So where's she at now? Is she she's still, still in there. She's yeah. still in it. 
Yeah. Oh, that's well, that's the spell it, she's dude. under now is she's under control. Like now she's, she's in it with the I kids a... though, because that she had to put that somewhere. Yeah. You know, Travis talking about they're saying that she could hear the kids at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but so what if they're in there with Agatha? Because they wouldn't be the two, you know. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Because Agatha's been programmed. She, at this point, she could be a fucking nanny, you know. Yeah. I mean, she can't do anything wrong. But when that thing closed up, like she's not going to be there anymore. And she, she put that spell on. She wanted to hold on to her. Yeah. You know, probably see her again. Yeah. Uh, but if if she's in that, then are the kids in it? And then is the other vision in it? Right. Because, you know, it just know. sucked up and went away. And they said, yeah. well, you could hear the kids. And it's like, well, if you can hear the kids, is he in the same place they're in? Or, But then here's yeah. the thing. Kids were crying. Would yeah. it make sense that they were crying if they're in there with Agatha? Well, maybe the way I interpreted it was they had an existence and now they don't. Yeah. So now, like, I mean... They've been kind of locked away in like Dormammu's stomach somewhere. And then is that you know? why she's going to, she's looking through that book real hard, dude. You know? Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, learning she's... all the magics. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think that I'm glad that they left it where it was. I was expecting like something a little bit crazy, yeah. crazy to happen where it like, and maybe a cameo by Dr. Strange himself. But I was happy with where they left it at. Yeah. I mean, that's... I think, I think it was the best decision to not include anyone more than the, the, the key dramatis persona of this story. Because at first I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah. But because, you know, we were all talking forever. Like, man this guy's going to show up or maybe these people will show up and yeah. the internet was pretty much screaming Mephisto. Yeah. I know, right. And if any of those characters had shown up, it would have completely took the piss out of the past eight episodes. Overshadow. Yeah. I agree. One could possibly argue, uh, that my Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of Mandalorian, Mandalorian doesn't matter anymore. That show yeah. is about Baby Yoda getting the loot now. Yeah. Yeah, I can say that. Um, I mean, not to not to, to divert, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's. I, I agree with you. I think it was a really good thing in the long run that none of these extra characters showed up. We got the hints, and it played out like a classic Marvel movie, and, you know, we got the post-credit stuff, so. Yeah. You know, we still got our setups. It just... They 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 drove it home. Let it be about Scarlet Witch becoming Scarlet Witch, and that's a that that was a ple- this whole show was really a pleasant surprise. We got her I didn't know origin thing. I didn't know. Yeah, and for a character like that, and the way they approached her, and her whole story being about grief, grief something that needs to play out long format. It's hard to pack the kind of punch. Yeah, that this show did in, in a ninety hours. to one hundred twenty minute movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this the other night, man. Like, to me, when we first see Wanda and, like, you know, when she first shows up in the MCU, I was like, to me, she's just a throwaway character, dude. Yeah. You know, I never thought they'd do anything with it. Then you see her fight, uh, you know, Thanos a little bit, and it's like, oh, she almost kicked his ass. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. Like, and now I'm like all on board for the character. Yeah. Like I'm, she's right up there. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. If I'm playing think, poker, she's one of the cards. Like I'm. Yeah, and I think that they've established her enough in this series and with you know the the films that she was in, where she could certainly hold her own in a standalone film if they wanted to go that route. Uh, in my opinion, I don't think that they'll do it. I think if nah. anything, they'll they'll just have her be um, have another series that or show up in other movies. We'll see her. You know, yeah. I can't wait to see that Doctor Strange movie now. Like, yeah, that can't I know, come right? out quick enough. I I saw a thing the other day where it was talking about um, Paul Bettany was like, "I want to play Vision until I die." Yeah, he's like, "I love that." He character. found his Iron Man. His yeah. And he's really good at it. Like he's fucking amazing. I can't see anybody else doing it. No, dude, not at all. And so, he's 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 almost toe for toe the lo- one of the longest running MCU cast yeah. members. Like period. Yeah. I like and, how he and, threw the internet that curveball with like he got oh there was an actor that he got to work with that he just he always wanted to work with him and it was his fucking self. Yeah, right. He fucking that's where everybody was like. Who could it be? Yeah. Yeah. What a curveball. Right. Um, I do have a little, I'm going to take this from movie news. Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and inject it here and I'll go ahead and delete it out of there. So WandaVision finale has fans divided. What promises did it fail to deliver? So I'm going to hit the high points here and then Jesus. just, um, and we'll kind of talk through it. So number one, Jimmy Woo's witness protection missing person was an unimportant nobody. So it wasn't fucking Boner? It's Because uh, <laughs> I thought it was one, him after a little bit. I was like, maybe he's the missing person with this protection shit. Right. Because it says, you know, WandaVision based the entry of Jimmy Woo and Monica Rambo yeah. on the missing person, but by the end of the, by the end but by the time the ending, the mid credit scene and the post credit scene rolled in, there was no hint at who it could be. So it, to me, it kind of felt like it could be open-ended as to, yeah, you know. They left it open. Yeah. So, all right, next, fake Pietro's real Pedro. identity. Yeah. Evan Peters being introduced as X-Men's Quicksilver in the MCU universe wasn't, uh, just an unfounded fan theory as the audio description of episode five clearly stated that Wanda stares at the version of Pietro from the X-Men films, but for him to not turn out to be what fans hope for, is not the real issue. The problem is that he was chosen just so WandaVision could sneak a dirty joke in to play on his real name, Ralph Bonner. So that, that, that was it. People are pissed. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I mean, he was good while it lasted. Yeah. Uh, Hayward's beef with Wanda was never elaborated. I mean, motherfucker wanted a promotion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean nothing, it's kind of nothing, nothing, to, um, nothing on Evan Peters portrayal is Quicksilver. He's, he's, he's done a good job, but <clears throat> were people really going to be satisfied that the first fucking x-men yeah introduced into the mcu is him is quicksilver well i mean either way you cut it he was the first x he was introduced. you know what i mean yeah. like 
whether it was like they just snuck an introduce in on you dude you didn't even know it like it's like oh wait a minute he wasn't introduced like even though he was the pedro uh, what 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 do they call those where you run a pilot through a through a normal episode of a series what no 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 no. you know how like they'll they'll do an audience test for a pilot a screen they did it in well, they did it in the office whenever they had Dwight's family show up yeah. and they were going to spin off into a Dwight test screening. The test screening. Yeah. But like they actually aired it on prime time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, but anyway, Hayward's beef with Wanda was never elaborated on. So that could, I mean, first of all, Hayward's still alive. Nobody yes. died, yes. which is the smart thing. Marvel's finally learned to not kill their fucking villains thank god that was the biggest fucking mistake that they did with black panther in my opinion but and with um, captain america and with yeah and with and with fucking iron man but anyway um <laughs> Damn. but hayward hayward's still there yeah which means one of two got things. His job so yeah he he's gonna be a threat in the future to uh-huh. a certain extent uh he could be working with hydra it could be future plot points and you had to watch WandaVision to understand the extent that this dude was willing to go through to make this shit happen. You know yeah. what I mean? So Well now well now we've got something I'm sure is gonna slowly start being called the Westview incident, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> um right here. They made Darcy disappear for no reason. Disappear from I mean, where? Well, remember Darcy said that she didn't like paperwork. That's why she wasn't there to fill out reports of what happened inside the dome. Yeah. But the people were pissed because she didn't do fill paperwork. Out paperwork. Yeah. Pretty I mean, much. she's going to be in another movie. Yeah. Like, exactly, it's not the last right. time you're going to see her, dude. Do you know how this yeah. works? Yeah. Uh, next, we've already touched on this. The big Luke Skywalker size cameo is Paul Bettany himself. We've already touched on that. Uh, the underwhelming fight between Agatha and Wanda. Now, I was not disappointed. I with thought the fight, the fight was great. Underwhelming? That's what yeah. they're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to do that without it looking cheesy. Yeah, and it looked great. It looked it felt great. natural. Yeah. I mean, that was almost a low-key fucking anime fight, dude. Yeah. Well, and this was like, I mean... The fucking budget, everything was great on this because it felt legit like it yeah. was pulled straight out of a Marvel film. You I know what I mean? I was talking about that with Trav the other night. Like, nothing suffered, dude. They had the same CGI team. Yeah. Same money nine. backing it. The sets looked great. Yeah. The writing was fucking It wasn't incredible. some fucking, you know, TV show for fucking yeah. WB or whatever that is they put them on. Yeah. Um... How can Wanda not face some sort of justice for what she did to the people of Westview? She did. She lost her family. Yeah, exactly. Even though she didn't. Well, how can you fucking arrest her? Well, yeah. And then here's the thing, dude. (laughs) Whenever that's been my, my obvious thing. What she's a walking reality stone. What could any of those townsfolk do to her? As soon as she realized that she was hurting those people, she let them go. Remember when they when they woke yep, up yeah. when they woke up and they were like, "Can please let us sleep? I can't see my kids." And she's like, "Get the fuck out, go!" Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. She's like crying. She's like, "I didn't know." Yeah, I thought you guys were cool with it. Yeah. So, 
I just wanted to run through. That was the last thing. Yeah. I just wanted to run through that list real quick because, I mean, dude, it's like a lot of. First of all, we got the story that we wanted, which was Wanda Vision, and like what happened to her post Endgame. Yeah. It's called Wanda Vision. Yeah, and we got that. So I guess the people need to just shut the fuck up, right? Yeah, fuck. I mean, can we also make the comment too that like this this proves that it's that that a female fronted superhero show. Yes, I know where you're going with this. Can be done well. Yes, and not hang on tropes. It's all up to the writing, man. Like you, like you compare this to the other big budget female superhero stuff. WandaVision to me was a more engaging and intriguing story than Captain Marvel was. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure, man. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't like Wonder Woman at all. No. It just had good writing, dude. Like. It was interesting. Yeah, there was nothing wrong. And I then, was... you know, where those people were like, well, you just don't like the movie because it's a female superhero. It's like, well, this movie was, this show was great. Yeah. I mean, this shows you so. that that other shit suffered from shit writing. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So. And I think, <laughs> I think the themes and the talk and the topics, not toxic, but the topics of, of Wanda, of WandaVision, it didn't, it it wasn't it was very relatable it didn't matter the gender shit didn't matter it didn't matter that wanda was the main character but she was and she was great yeah yep so wanda vision what do you what are you giving it i really oh. i would i would get it I'd give it a 10 out of 10, of course. I give it a full star. Yeah. But it makes me sad that there's probably not going to be any physical copies of this Disney Plus shit. I know, right? I mean, they'll print it, dude. They'll press it, right? They're all about making money, dude. I mean, of course, they want people to watch it on their streaming service. I mean, we're we're almost two years out, dude, and we still don't even have a Mandalorian Season 1 DVD. Well, I think that they'll give it like a... I'm going to say like a two to three year grace period to where it has to exist on, on their streaming service before it gets a physical release or something right. weird. That's some what sort I of think. physical sell. You think that would tap into their subscriber base? Yeah. I mean, and I, well, maybe they feel it's redundant because it's, I mean, it is because why, why would you buy something you're already paying 10 bucks a month and have on the fly? But I feel like there there needs to be some sort of company that works with Disney to make something for movie collectors for yeah you know for people because because it's the kind of thing where if I could get a hold of a physical copy of these properties right now I would probably opt to pay for a collector edition mm-hmm. yeah. solely for that you know well and they may be doing that too man because like think about it we don't know what's going to happen with Mandalorian. Um, what if they're waiting until it's done? Because think about it. They're going to make the majority of their money off of the subscription service, right? Uh Yeah. If they can release the whole series on Blu-ray for like 30 bucks and it, let's say that a a series in for Disney plus goes four seasons long and they sell it for like 20 or 30 bucks. 
they're going to make some money off of uh, it from the diehard fans, but yeah. they're going to get their big lump sum from those monthly subscribers. And that's so why they be, wait. Yeah. And then but release I mean, it that, later. That's, that's why I'm saying they could, they should opt for just strictly a, a collector's edition because if they, if they made it worth the wild content wise, I would easily pay 50, $60 for both seasons of the Mandalorian with some stuff with it. You know what yeah. I mean? I want the helmet, dude. Ooh. Yeah. Or a baby. Oh, dude. Yeah, if, that they, little if, they egg. It, if they threw in a pure Beskar Mandalorian helmet with seasons one and two in it, I'll pay 120 firm for that all day. Yeah. And then sell it for one, 225 on I eBay. Would, nah. I'll be buried with <laughs> be it on flipping my it. head. <laughs> but the, that egg, the little baby carriage. Yeah. Oh yeah. That he dude. rode around in him. Just think about that, dude. You open it, slides open, and it's like a it's it's soft the on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. The disc are stuck in it. Yeah. And that makes sense because it's like you know the little Yoda pod. Yeah. Well, they do. You could open it up, and inside of it, you have like things that are reminiscent, or, or like some of the small stuff that Baby Yoda was known for. Like he has the 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 little ball from the 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 thrust thing in the yeah. Razor Crest. Oh or, yeah. Uh, or like a, a little jar of the eggs from the frog alien, you know, like little yeah. shit like that. That little yeah. ball from that that one right there would be the nice little trinket to have. Yeah. And right. when you open it, you can hear Baby Yoda cooing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh. yeah. taking me back. Yeah, it makes me want yeah, to watch it. Bowels, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so if if WandaVision made a collector's set, what what are things y'all would would hope they would try to make something of? Um. It would have to be like a, uh, what I would like to see, and I know this would probably never happen, but it would be cool if there was a way for them to make like a pop-up city of Westview. Yeah. Um, like a map? Yeah, but yeah. it's like an actual pop-up book yeah. version of it. When you open the map hmm. up, you know, the the town square, you know, the Wanda's house, like certain areas that we visited a lot yeah. actually pop up. And then, like, it's just like uh, the dome is implied. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or, like, the white vision would be a good inclusion. Like, if there was something that had, it's either vision's head or white vision's head or just or, her. Or, or, dude, a really, or what about, like, a really, like, you get a, you get a nice stand for it. Cause you know how you can get, uh, like, the cows of Batman and stuff. I was thinking of TV. Oh, you yeah. get one, it, you get one that's got her uh, coronet on it, the little, the red. Thing that be, she forms out of her energy. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Or Karenette, whatever it's called. I saw something where they were saying that, like, there were the 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 the, uh, the Easter egg for the her. Uh, I don't want to call it a tiara because it is not a fucking tiara. No, it's called like a Karenette because it's the name of the theater in the show. Yeah, the like like the in the actual show, the name of that theater is the name for the thing that's on her fucking head. Right. It would be cool if they had a, did it not say like a little TV, okay, so, man. It was like a little box. It's not going to let me yeah. post it, but it's got this, like the Dick this image, show box like set. old TV with, I'm putting it in general. This is on the front of the TV, like, and it, and it blends into the sides and shit, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Little TV with that image on it. That would be fucking awesome. As a box, that look yeah. good on the shelf, dude. Let it be the, 
Let it be the screen spectrograph thing that Darcy has to put up on the, the computer to fucking dial it in. Not like that tall, but like a smaller, yeah. like think Funko Pop kind of style with it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I would gladly buy one vision. Like yeah. it's totally worth sitting on the shelf. I'm giving it a full star, guys. It was fucking great. And now next week, nothing. But we're coming in strong the week after that with you guessed it, Falcon Winter Soldier, dude. Yeah. So we're getting right back in oh, there. Yeah. yeah. The Marvel Ball's certainly rolling now. So you yeah. know at oh. some point they're gonna make reference to it. Oh yeah. At someone will happening at the same time. Yeah. Which I don't you never know. But somebody be will a little say, Easter egg. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it'll be something off key, like an agent just came in like, yeah, just got here from Westview and then you know they don't say anything like, of it. Oh you know <laughs> Yeah, like they'll be like they'll be like, Yeah, it was pretty crazy over there and we're like, Yeah, we know. We 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 saw the finale too, you know. Yeah. yeah. We were watching <laughs> it. You were part of the circus, bro. Uh-huh. So, um, go ahead. So, so do you guys think that the photon post-credit scene was that set up for Captain Marvel two, or do you guys think they're just gonna keep her in Secret Invasion? She's I think supposed that's supposed to be in Captain Marvel two, right? Yeah, I think it's setting up for both. I think that either Secret Invasion is going to lead into Captain Marvel, or vice versa. Yeah. So. So I think that it's both. And that's another TV show, right? Secret Invasion. Cause when okay. I, yeah, because when, when I saw that, I was like, man, they're already planting the seeds for it now because I don't even think that show's got like a director, a cast, or anything. Like It's just been greenlit. It doesn't have any kind of pro, like pre-production going on. Right, but they've been working on that Captain Marvel film. So yeah, it could yeah. be Captain Marvel leads into that and then the ramifications of that, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I think. And I think that like with Wanda looking through the book, learning all this stuff, I think that she is going to attempt to use whatever she learns to get her children back. Um, and that is where Dr. Strange is going to come into play. She's going to fuck a bunch of stuff up in the process. Well, he's going to uh, want that book back, right? That's well, what I think the angle is going to be. He's going to show up with Wanda and be like, I'm going to need that back or yeah. they're going to work together. And then like in the, like a third act twist where she's like, well, I know an incantation and she pulls this fucking book out and he's like, how do you that's have that? Yeah. That's where it's been. Fuck. Yeah. We've been looking for that for a very long time. Yeah. Where's woo at, you know, yeah. get woo in here. So, uh, you want to hit on a couple of movie news thingies? Yeah, here? man. We got a couple. Uh, so Trav dropped this in Japanese horror manga. Helsing is getting a film adaptation from Amazon and John wick writer. Uh, the action horror manga Helsing uh, is headed. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I, I think, I think this can translate well to live action, man. I think it can. If, if they do it stylized in a very stylized way, then it's going to have no issues. Because the gunfights can absolutely translate into a John Wick style action sequence, honestly. Yeah. Because they'll they'll just be a little bit of shit talk before Alucard throws down, and then it's just anime yeah. shenanigans from them. Yeah. From there on, and it's just like because the, the whole thing is that he's just this he's this vampire. It's got these he's he's this weird 
uh, amalgamation of fucking Dracula, and uh, he wields like these two just two pistols. He's a gunfighter and shit, and it's just it's crazy. Yeah. So it says here that um, this is all right. Derek Colstad, who's the jo- writer for John John Wick. Uh, said that he, ever since my brother introduced me to the Helsing manga and anime some years ago, I've been obsessed with adapting it. And this is what it is. Helsing reimagines Dracula as Alucard, a special agent bound to the Helsing organization under the leadership of Integra Helsing, great-granddaughter of Abraham Van Helsing, to aid them in their mission to protect England and the world from vampires, ghouls, and other supernatural threats. The manga also focuses on Helsing's newest recruit, recruit a female ex-police officer named Saris Victoria. Uh, Mike Callahan of production company Ranger 7 Films said, I've always loved the vampire genre, especially when a creator is able to put their own unique spin on it. So when Derek introduced me to Alucard and the Helsing organization, I knew we had something special in that tradition. Uh, Kota Hiranos, Hiranos, uh, Gonzo reimagining of the Dracula Van Helsing mythology is an exhilarating, quirky mashup of action and horror that's unlike anything that we've seen before. We're incredibly excited to partner with Brian and Fred at Automatic and that Amazon is on board to help us bring the wit and madness of Helsing to the screen. So yeah, that's <clears throat> that's going to be fucking nutty, dude. Oh yeah. So I'm excited. I really like the, the anime, the Helsing anime. Uh, very easy to digest, very crazy. Um, if they can bring that style and some of those visuals over to live action, and they got to cast the right person, of course, as Alucard. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. his personality is one of the driving factors of the show. Gonna have to be a total fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, I mean, he's got just be. this smart ass. Like he's he's quippy, but in like a. Like one of his best, some of his best shit talking is when he's fighting the fucking priest. Yeah. Yeah. They're just going back and forth and stuff. But, uh, here's my thing. I'm, I'm pulling up an image really quick. Um, trying to find a decent one here. All right, while you uh while you hit on that, I'm going to move. I'm going to hit this next topic. Disney Plus is pulling down iconic movies, Dumbo, The Aristocrats and Peter Pan from the kids section for racist stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So it says for Dumbo, they explain that the crows and musical number pay homage to racist Minstrel shows mm-hmm. where white performers with blackened faces and tattered clothing imitated and ridiculed enslaved Africans on southern plantations. Um, aristocrats because of the Asian uh, influence. Yeah. And of course, Peter Pan from What Makes the Red Man Red. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Casting this motherfucker, you know, like, and good luck to the costume department because, yeah, they can really make him look like they can make him look fucking stupid if they don't fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, 
It's going to be a real fine line to walk on there. And so the thing with this guy, Adam, is that like, he's basically their version of Dracula. The Helsings have have caught him and Mm -hmm. he more or less works for him. And, and, and it makes some people probably would think, be like, why don't he just fuck him up and leave? Well, they've got spells on him, like little levels, like levels of security clearance that's been imbued into him, like magically and shit. And there'll be these moments where he's got to level up to beat whatever he's fucking fighting. And so he has to request permission from the woman from uh, Sarah's Victoria. No, no, the, the, well, you know, Integra, that's her name. Yeah. And when she authorizes it, he fucking has to like say this. He has to say like a, where it would normally be some fucking gibberish ass spell. He's all like, you know, security for clearance confirmed alpha protocols, blah, 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 blah. And then he just fucking turns into something else. And it's just like, it's going to visually be badass if they do it right. Yeah. If they can capture those moments cinematically, it's going to be insane. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm not excited about them removing these beloved cartoons, but. No, they're still going to be available to adults. But the, what they're going to do, though, is they're going to be kind of like when they section. did. Well, yeah, when they did How the first. Um, well, remember when they had when Disney Plus first launched, when you would try to watch Song of the South. Uh, you'd be given a disclaimer. It says, you know, there's some racial stereotypes depicted in the movie and and, yeah. and stuff, and gave you those warnings. That's essentially what's going to happen to these films now. They're not in the kids section, but any of the adult users, you can still pull it up and watch it. It's just going <laughs> to give you that. They're going to give you a warning before it's all, you know, before it's streaming on your shit. Yeah. So let me ask y'all this: You got young children. You letting them watch Peter Pan, the Aristocrat, Aristocats, and uh, Dumbo. If I had kids, they would have already seen these movies. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and you want to know something like they didn't think nothing about it, and neither did I until it got brought up. The the crows have always been something that's been talked about, but yeah, that was a little bit of a dig there. The explanation That's, of that, it was a little bit of a dig where they were going with that, but, um, I mean, the red man, what makes the red man red? He's a fucking Indian, dude. Look at him. I mean, yeah. what, we, I what are we going to, what, I, cartoons in the future, it's just going to be like a stick man. Yeah. You know? And everybody's no going to look the same and. Yeah. I mean, I think it should be made clear that like. I think we all, I think it's something that goes without saying. And I, I think that's why we don't really bring it up. There's nothing wrong with pointing out something that maybe people may not have noticed. Yeah. Um, that's the learning experience of being able to look back on stuff. Yeah. But some of the extremes, you know, are a little, are going a little overboard. Yeah. Now, if it's something that's like just completely just that's the topic of what you're watching, then yeah, get the fuck out of here. Whatever. Let it be preserved in a museum for whatever you want to call it, for culture's sake, you know, remembrance, however, whatever Heritage significance museum. it wants to have. Yes. 
lock it up, put it away, and then nobody gets to watch it anymore. Yeah. Not a big deal, because if people aren't thinking like that, then they're not going to care. The only people who are going to care about an old-ass movie are people wanting to watch old-ass movies. Yeah. And as we've seen with the advent of streaming, it's kind of come back, but for the most part, people still... You go pull up the numbers for movies and guarantee you these movies are like low on the list, especially for like kid demographics, maybe. Yeah. Unless those numbers are skewed because it's the parents controlling the device, but or whatever. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I understand. I think uh, you, you can appreciate the approach and what they're trying to do in the type of times we're having. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think I think that's the best decision is to just put a put a label on it before the movie starts. Let it be part of the credits. Hey, this movie is going to depict some culturally yeah. insensitive material. Viewer discretion is advised. It was the thirties. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. I mean, and that, and, and I think that's the polite and logical re- way of pointing that out and being like, okay, proceed with caution. Because yeah. nobody, I, I really think when you think about the times you watch the, these movies as a kid or with, you know, like I did with my kids when they were little and maybe you guys with, with you know, uh, nieces, nephews, little brothers, stuff like that. Um, these type of movies don't have a, a racial message, really. It's Mm-mm. just, they're, they're fairy tales and stories yeah. about, you know. Indians stuff for children, you, you know, know? Yeah. and it's a fucking Siamese cat, you know. I guarantee you, if you let your kids watch Peter Pan, and they walk up to someone that they think is Native American, and they say "How," that guy is not going to think twice about it, and he is yeah. going to play along because it's a child. You know I don't what even mean? think the kids would do that. No, I don't think they you would know? either. But I'm just saying on the off chance yeah. that that was to happen. You know what I mean? Do you think a lot of the like a lot of the societal problems that we're having now? Do you think Cancel that? Culture? Do you think that by highlighting said issue, particularly issues found in things that those meanings weren't aren't primarily derived from, do you think the act of pointing it out is what causes most of the ongoing you know problems and For arguments people to I think guess. that way about it well it's like you, you take seemingly innocent kids family movies yeah uh you find some sort of racist or stereotype you yeah. know you know well and then they're trying like to get that. brownie points too man because it's disney they're like disney look what you're doing it's like uh because it's like it's it's like it seems two edged. It's like the kid wasn't even going to think that until I mean, when I watched them when I was a kid, now. dude. I never thought anything about it. I watched all three of those movies many times at my grandmother's house because she had them on VHS. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Peter Pan or Dumbo. Like, I mean, never you thought Dumbo twice to get about the it. hell out of that circus. Yeah, you wanted fucking Peter Pan to beat uh, Captain Hook. Yeah. You weren't thinking about. I mean, that's man, the moment, dude. The moment the when he learns how to fly with the crows. The social commentary, like why, why, why are we bringing up what could be considered post-social commentary over something? I think a lot of the reason that's, that's not the point that of it, it was brought up with these is because Disney Plus is a thing now, 
and people yeah. that maybe didn't have access to these movies have access to them. Now they can just pop it up and pull it up and watch it and let their kid watch it. And then they didn't even think about it when they were little and watched it. But now that they're seeing and, you know, it and, and the stuff that's going on, they're like, wait a minute, we got to complain yeah. about this. Well, you know, and and I mean, Same I guess I people, get it. Why, the Dr. Seuss why wouldn't... Well, like if if it wasn't if that's not what it meant, then why put it in there in the first place? It's it's just weird because were people interpreting that stuff then, like we do now? Like you know the level yeah. the level of interpretation that's that snowballed over the the decades. I'm sure it is in some things. Yeah, but well. Do y'all want to talk about something that's very unexpected? Yeah. Sure. Transitioning over from that bullshit. Stereo. Yeah, stereotypes. Um now Steven Spielberg is making a very personal film, and I didn't know anything about this, right? A very personal film? Yeah. He's making a film about his own childhood. Oh, I'm down to see that. I've yeah, he was like and, making movies when he was a kid and shit. And... Yeah. Um, it says here that, uh, st- according to multiple reports, Steven Spielberg will direct and co and co write the upcoming movie for his company Amblin. Michelle Williams, meanwhile, is in- <clears throat> talks to star in the role that is inspired by Spielberg's mom. She won't be playing a version of the filmmaker's actual mother, rather a character that is inspired by her. Uh, other roles have yet to be cast, including uh, yet to be cast, including children at multiple ages, who will presumably give us a window into what it was like for Spielberg growing up. So my question is, has there ever been a situation like this ever happen where you have someone making a biopic about themselves? I was just thinking about that. Like he's, I was over here. Like he's making his own biopic. Like, yeah, right. Which I mean, dude. At the end of the day, what better director to have making your movie than fucking Steven Spielberg? So, yeah, it's my story. I mean, he was there. Yeah. So we can't like be like, well, they fucked up the writing, but (laughs) you know, there's probably some shit he'll leave out and certain things he'll put in. But yeah, I mean, I'm down to see that. Yeah, I am too. I, I know that was- from listening to him, I know that when he was a kid, he got into kind of like JJ Evers and other people that got into filmmaking and had a lot of, you know, little super eight cameras and yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see all that. Yeah. Right. Next we got, they're already working on coming to this. America three. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all watched that yet? I've seen the second one. Yeah. So have I. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't watched it yet. I'd say watch it, man. Yeah, it was funny. That's what I was saying the other day. Like, definitely worth the watch. It's funny. I was telling me and my wife had watched it and we were talking about it. And I was the 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 classic like nineties comedy or eighty late eighties, early nineties comedy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um it was refreshing to visit that sense of humor again. Yeah. Right. Well, y'all know it was the same director that did Dolomite. Really? Yeah. And that movie's good, so. Yeah. But it was the same director that wrote and directed Dolomite. 
And what was cool, man, was all like, if you're a fan of the original, they do a lot of fan. Pretty much the whole movie's fan service. Like, right, right. You got all yeah. the characters that revisit, dude. When they go back into that barber shop, and he's like, they're saying all this shit, and they're like, it's fucking Kunta Kente and all this stuff, and the one guy's like, yeah. Like one of those babies with flies on him, he would, hey man, you can't be saying shit like that. You know, <laughs> saying shit like that in my barber shop. That's fucked up. Uh, Wesley Snipes. He kills it. Pulled dude. a comedic. He pulled a comedic porn performance out of his ass, dude. It kills was brilliant. It. <laughs> yeah, it's worth the watch for sure. And I'll yeah. watch the third one. Hopefully, it won't yeah. take three fucking years to come out. You know. Yeah, I it's, was just wanting to a, mention it here. It's as over the top as the first movie. Right. Next up, I wanted to hit on this real quick. So we haven't seen this dude since he did um, Vice, right? But Christian Bell's coming back. Oh, shit. Um, Apparently it says, directed by Scott Cooper, The Pale Blue Eyes stars Christian Bell as a detective investigating grisly murders in the, in 1830 with the help of Edgar Allen motherfucking Poe. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Netflix has picked up the rights to the gothic horror thriller, The Pale Blue Eye. Deadline reports that the streamer streaming service spent around $55 million for the movie, which reunites lead star Christian Bell with director Scott Cooper. Bell previously worked with Cooper in the 2013 crime drama Out of the Furnace. And again, in the 2017 Western Hostels, the two will both produce uh, The Pale Blue Eye alongside Josh Lesher and Cross Creek's Tyler Thompson. Based on the Louis Bayard novel of the same name, The Pale Blue Eye is written by Cooper. Uh, Its plot revolves around a series of murders taking place in 1830 at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Christian Bell will play a veteran detective who investigates the murders helped by a detail-oriented young cadet who will later become Edgar Allan Poe. Has it yet been revealed who will be playing the world-famous writer? And then it goes on to, like, yeah. other shit. The last thing <laughs> I saw Bell in was that 4V Ferrari. I'm not oh, a yeah. motherfucking car guy, dude, but that movie slapped. You were in For, it? Oh, dude. I, I couldn't stop watching it. Right. Oh, was it? Was that good? It was good, dude. I'm not. I don't even like cars, dude. I'm not one of those. Well, I was. I just was, their acting I, and so how he time, pulled that so character off. Dude, to watching it, watch man. it, dude. Because I, I didn't know anything about that story. You know, it's all based on a true story. Those are real people. Um, you know, it is worth to watch, dude. I mean, they built. Wasn't that a contender of, a of the year it came out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What was its competitor? Because I feel like we watched it instead. When it once upon a time in Hollywood, possibly. Yeah, that was 2019. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, sounds right. There was a lot of movies that came out that year though that were uh, Oscar worthy. Yeah, wasn't that, that a good uh, year for? Wasn't that, that was a good... uh, Parasite? Yeah, yeah, Green same Book? year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a big year for movies. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So I, I watch him in anything though, and that sounds like a great. That sounds really good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Netflix, I mean, after that, um, The Devil All the Time. Yeah. I'm sold American, dude. Yeah. I'm in it. I watched that extraction movie on Sunday. 
Yeah, it's on Netflix. What did you think about it? Because I, I thought I, it was I great, dude. And here's what I want to say about this movie: it has some really good camera work, dude. There's these scenes where the camera will be in a car, and they'll slam on their brakes, mm-hmm. and the camera goes through the window and keeps moving like it's like they pass it through the window. Yeah, and and it's just so Russo fluid, Bros, dude, dude. And like, whoa, man, it's good though. I liked it. Netflix is killing um, it, man. Apparently. Apparently the extraction. Well, apparently there's like a little film universe they're building in that. Like mm-hmm. different movies are like I guess they're all taking place within like the same world, obviously. Yeah. But I, I think that Anthony Mackie movie where he has the robot skin. I think that's part. I of watched it. some of that with Deidre. How was it? Uh, I enjoyed what I watched. I mean, I had something already planned that I went on to do, but. She finished it. She didn't. She didn't say anything bad about it. <laughs> she didn't come in and be like, "Trav, fuck this movie," and walk out. <laughs> oh, she would do that if that if that happens. She's oh. she's done that before. Oh, I know she would. You'd be on Discord, and she'd come in there and be like, "Tell the guys not to watch that fucking movie." <laughs> so next up, I wanted to hit on this real quick. Travis brought this up last night. I believe it was. Oh yeah. So. HBO accidentally leaks <laughs> Justice League to certain viewers of the Tom and Jerry film. I mean, an oh no of all oh yeah, no, you know, yeah, one hour, yeah. So, um, apparently, uh, and maybe I mean it could be you know photoshopped images, man. But uh, apparently, there were screenshots where the run times were like three hours in four hours in like right there's apparently leaks there's apparently leaks of of characters and stuff like that 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 are in it so i mean i i haven't seen them but i know that that link out that dude's tweet he he was happy yeah doug tweeted about doug doug So Doug tweeted and said, someone's getting fired. Tom and Jerry, this is not. Hashtag Snyder Cut says media not displayed. Um, He said the CG finally rivals that of Marvel, and you're going to love it. That's all I'm saying. No spoilers. Get excited. Then he said in a follow-up tweet, he confirmed that the error has since been fixed, but further teasing the quality by writing, they figured it out and cut the feed but I can say the first hour or so of the Snyder Cut is the best D- DC film I've ever seen. Woo. Doug, Doug. <laughs> That's so, what happened. Doug was late for work that day. Could you imagine? No. Let, let's just run through this scenario for a second. You call into work. You're feeling a little under the weather. Maybe you had a stomach virus the night before. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know your intestines, right? Yeah. But we don't know you call into work. Yeah. Um, you call into work the next day. You're like, man, I don't feel good. I'm just going to take a day. You know, I got personal time and sick time. So mm-hmm. fuck it. You're like, what's on HBO? Man? Oh, I love Tom and Jerry. The man. trailer was I amazing. Grew, yeah. I grew up on that shit. Them motherfuckers didn't say shit. I want to check it out and see how good it is. And you press play and you're like, I might take a nap. You know, if I fall asleep during Tom and Jerry, it's not that big of a deal. And then justice league starts fucking playing. Yeah. Dude, better than chicken noodle soup, man. Yeah. Yeah. He would have called in for a while. I would have called both of you immediately. And been like, it's happening. 
It's on. Watch Tom and Jerry now. Yeah. Adam, how can I get my fucking OBS hooked to my TV? Um, that's what I'd be trying to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Record it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the like you were saying in some of the uh, tweets, man, uh, the tweet that I think was in the link I dropped was, uh, dude was like, you know, went to watch Tom and Jerry for background noise, and instead I watched an hour of an amazing movie. Well... Well, the good thing is, is we don't have that much longer to wait, guys. Nah, dude. We've got it's like nine what, days, a, man. A week, yeah, almost yeah. a week. So next weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I already know what I'm doing. I'm watching all of it in one swoop. Yes. So I'm gonna work mm-hmm. super hard on that Saturday to get all my shit done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Sunday. Mm, might as well fucking yeah well if it if it falls it's the 18th right the 19th oh yeah yeah Um, well that's up in the air kind of day for me but just assume that that day if i'm not online that's what i'm doing yeah i'm watching it yeah if it didn't come like if i didn't have to work yeah i would i would come home and watch it because there's no way I could come home and like get ha- be ready to start it at eight. I'd mm-hmm. be up until midnight watching that shit. Yeah, it's one of those moments where I where I where I question myself. Where it's like, do I dare request the day off? And they're like, why? I go because a four hour movie's coming out, and I intend to watch it. Yeah. Well, dude, during the day, we signed the petition. <laughs> it should be a fucking national holiday at this point. <laughs> I should let I'm everyone off work. Yes, it's Snyder like the Thursday. Bowl. Yeah. So. Every um, third week of March. <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw somebody. Um, somebody posted something online about a movie w- that was like um, changed drastically from, you know, like the director was either fired or whatever. The studio intervened and they came. I don't remember. It was like some kids movie, right? Yeah. And they're like, you know, um, and it didn't do that well. And the director, somebody spoke out against it, was like, look, this wasn't the original vision I had planned. And somebody commented on it. And I meant to clip it and send it to y'all, but the comment was, I can't wait to see the Snyder Cut of this movie. (laughs) So now now everything that is going to be like a director's cut is going to be referred to now as a Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. They changed the landscape of director's cut. Oh, yeah. Um, Ridley Scott tried real fucking hard. Yeah. To change the landscape with Blade Runner. He should have just called it the fucking Scott cut or something like that. You know what I mean? Like the Ridley cut. But no, he had to go fucking final cut part two director version. See, now there's, there's, you know, the theatrical release. You got the director's cut with some extra footage. Then now the top tier. Snyder cut. Snyder cut, dude. This is everything the filmmaker wanted to put in it. Yeah. Not removed. Yeah. So, um, all right, I got two more for you, and they're gonna—they're both gonna be short but sweet. So this was five days ago on Disney DizInsider.com. Come on, uh, the X Men are reportedly coming to the MCU sooner than in, than expected. Title called The Mutants. Back in December last year, Disney Investor Day saw a lot of new content coming to the MCU. However, the X-Men were not part of the announcement. 
Well, today our friends over at the Illuminerd, Illuminerdy mm-hmm. <laughs> have found out that there is indeed an X-Men film coming, and it's called The Mutants. Fans have been waiting for this announcement since Disney-Fox merger. We already had the Fantastic Four making their way into the MCU, and now X-Men will be making that jump as well. Deadpool 3 was announced back in December, and we will see his introduction in the MCU with Reynolds coming back for the film. No further information has been released, and there's no f- official confirmation regarding this news. Uh, so Illuminati said that there's going to be... So in my opinion, <clears throat> if they're going to... The Mutant sounds like something that would be a series, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it doesn't sound like something that would... I'm not going to say hold weight as a film, but like you've got so many different versions of mutants, so many different teams. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do if we did the mutants? And just think about like, I'm, I'm going to spin off on a tangent here for a second, mm-hmm. but just think yeah. about it for a second. Each episode focuses on the origin story of a different mutant. Mm-hmm. And That'd it's nice. like a, a, a Bring them seven, all together type thing. Well, it's a seven to 10 episode anthology series where each episode focuses on a different character, no crossover, no connection, no correlation, nothing. It's just the introductions of this character um, and how they, you know, what their powers are, uh, you know, what they had to go through whenever they were getting their powers and um, going forward from there up until a point where something happens and just have like the something that happens be something that happens off screen, like it cuts to black, yeah. Um, you know, and let that be that and let it be speculation up until whatever. It could be something as simple as Xavier, you know, reaching out to him and like it cuts from there, like you hear a little something, but you don't get much. Or it could be something as much as like um, Magneto, you know, reaching out or whatever. But <clears throat> I would be okay with that if they didn't want to go balls in on an X-Men movie, an Alpha Flight movie, Excalibur movie, like any of that kind of stuff with any of the mutant teams. Do an anthology series where you tell the backstory and the story of one mutant at a time and pick like some very, very unknown type mutants here. Like pick maybe one or two, like maybe Iceman would be a good one or maybe like Nightcrawler would be an interesting one. But pick some very unknown mutants uh, because... I mean, they've got enough yeah. places to put stuff that you can actually have these characters and develop them. So that's my that that's where I'm going to stop at right there. I think that it's a no brainer for them to do something like that. But yeah. I don't work at you know Disney, so mm-hmm. thank God. Hey, or do some? Would of you the- want to work there? If they or got rid of Kathleen Kennedy, if it's, that's what I'm saying. If it's Luke. just called the, if it's just called the mutants, and they go the route like you're suggesting, suggesting where it's like, hey, let's use more obscure heroes. Yeah. Uh, have the show narrated by Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Yeah, that would be great, right? Like he's like, here's that way Deadpool doesn't have some... to show up. He's just there. Yeah, he's yeah. like, it's like this is a story about oh hot hands here. Oh. The story about some guys you really don't know much about because they, you know, their books didn't sell as many copies. Yeah. And if there's one that's, yeah, if there's one that's like really grim or whatever, you know, have it to where the where the episode, the, yeah, the episode starts and uh, have it where Deadpool's like the Crypt Keeper. 
Oh my god. On this episode, things get a little a little yeah. out of hand. Yeah, it gets spooky, guys. Having you know? like uh, remember spooky. that uh what was that show with uh Cliff in it? The robot. What was that show? Oh, Doom Patrol? I remember the guy was it Mr. Negative man? Yeah, the guy was that was always talking over everything. Yes. Mr. Nothing. And yes. like he would that was it, Mr. Nothing. So like that something would be happening on screen and it would pause and he would start talking. And then it would just that start would back awesome. up again. Yeah. So imagine it like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That'd be great. I really a pretentious title sequence. Yeah. I really enjoyed season two, but that fourth wall breaking of season mm-hmm. one and him narrating it was so fucking genius. Yeah, dude. Like I wish that they would have continued that trope. Yeah. And maybe they'll bring it back because now he's out of the painting. And maybe they'll bring it back to where he's narrating again, but I, that was such a genius idea. They should have done that the whole, the whole series, in yeah. my opinion. And Nathan, or not Nathan, what was it, Tudyk? Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. He was perfect for that role. Yes. So, but yeah, man, if they do the mutants, they should do it as a series, and it should be an anthology series about more of like the B unknown mutants, and just let that be that. And they could just keep that going. Yeah. Anytime they, they want to sprinkle have- in some shit, just... Yeah. Well, because we all know that, like, they'll introduce the heavy hitters in the film yeah. at some point. Yeah, or they'll do a Peter Parker, Spider-Man type situation where it's like, these characters exist. You know enough about Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine, Professor Xavier, Magneto, yeah. Mystique. You know, like, you can go through the whole fucking list of people that you know. Like, so that any of those characters could show up and we wouldn't need their origin story. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, well, I'm but excited last, about that. Was, that, would, that, would be, that would be respectful to the body of work of X-Men films that came before them, for good or bad. Yeah, oh yeah. It's such a long-running franchise that it should be... Re- like, the, the actor's work should be respected. And they yeah. did get enough out that... They left enough out in some of those stories that things can be embellished and, like, you know, elaborated on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, lastly on the movie news, and we've talked about this mm-hmm. on the show before, and I finally found like a legit written article about it, but, uh, letter Kenny fans want Jared Kiso as Wolverine. Just don't see it. I, man, I, come I on. Can. He could do I it, can. man. He's a good actor. I watched some of that, uh, seven, nine, nine or whatever show he, he does. Yeah. He's the, a cop. Yeah. I've watched some of it, man, and like I don't know. I just I don't. Could he play a hero? Sure, but I just don't know if it could be Wolverine. I I think that like his personality in Letterkenny is feels very Wolverine esque. In my opinion, don't give a fuck thing. Well, like him being like, yeah, like park at the end of the drive. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) like you know that, yeah. And yeah, of course, like all the smart ass stuff will be Big taken dick out energy and all the quips and all that stuff. But like, like his raw personality where he's going to beat the shit out of whoever he has the fuck up. Yeah. And like that to me, that sells the character alone. Now, so. Well, I like to see that. It'd be awesome. But will they do something like that? Because that is a small group of people. Yeah. You know, when you look at, 
some of the numbers that other stuff pulled. Letter Kenny gets a lot of views. I've watched it. I think we've all watched it. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that I'll bring it up and they never heard of it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah. you need to get on that. It's on Hulu or we, whatever it's on. Like. It's just it's just because Wolverine, his recast is such a great unknown yeah. right now. I saw an article that said to, they may get the Homelander guy to do it, and I was okay with that too. I mean, next to, I mean, we haven't had this big of a recast situation going on since, uh, uh, Spider-Man. Edward Norton. Well, since, yeah, Spider-Man and Edward Norton were recast, you know? Yeah. And I mean, but I mean, as far as like a very, like a long running actor playing this role, like yeah. there's never been anyone else. Like Wolverine's never been rebooted. Yeah. Yeah. Some big right. shoes to fill. Yeah, for sure. So here's some reasoning here. Uh, Hugh Jackman has already stated he will not return as Wolverine to the X-Men franchise. As there are rumors of X-Men reboots under Disney and Marvel, I offer the only logical casting solution for one of the most recognizable comic book characters, certainly within the X-Line, Jared Kiso. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Kiso? Kiso? Jared Kiso is a character actor likely likely best known for his show Letter Kenny, which he co-created, co-writes, and stars in. He has had multiple other roles, roles, while mostly minor, in a wide range of popular movies and television shows. They add uh, that not that not Kiso. They add that not Kiso shares a lot of similarities with the popular comic book character, saying he is actually Canadian. He's five foot ten, so he's not too tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopping up Kiso even further, the fan goes on to uh, say that the Leather Kenny star already has years of experience playing a smoking tough guy and is already in damn good shape. In fact, the only downside they can see with his casting suggestion is that the studio would need to invest in hair dye, but that with Disney's budget should not be a huge ordeal. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I've heard some people say that, but I also, I don't know, dude, it's like a, it's a sixth sense. I can see it. I can see him playing the character. I don't know. He's got that straw, strong well, he's got jaw. That, yeah, that stoic stance. Yeah, that fucking, I mean. Yeah. He'd be like, they're like, now, you want to come help talking, us on this mission? Are we talking full costume Wolverine? Or we? I'm talking all. I'm talking biker jacket Wolverine. You're not talking yellow talking, and blue? I'm talking yellow and blue and brown. I'm talking brown suit, dude. Okay. I want it. I want the brown suit. I love it. But hear me Uh, out. All right. Wolverine pick. Hear me out here. (laughs) Tommy Wiseau. I did not. I did not hit her. Yeah. Hi, Mark. I'm just kidding. He always wants to play everybody. Apparently we won't play the Joker. It's like, dude, they are not going to give you a Joker movie. (laughs) Could you imagine that Joker movie with him? And of course you will. But here's what they got to do. They got to do the voiceover, like record it and then voice it over so it doesn't line up right. And yeah, yeah. I watched that. I was just playing around, it. but well, they're going to have to pull some big numbers, man, to get Marvel to make that happen. Well, they I only mean, have several if, thousand signatures right now. What if Foggy's a fan of Letterkenny? I mean, dude? yeah. I know it's a pipe dream that's probably never going to come to fruition, but first of all, if they cast him, they're not going to have to pay him much. No. He's 
He's young enough to continue to play the character for 15 to 20 years. Yes, he is. Uh, we do and, need someone young. Yes. We don't need Tom Holland young. We need, yeah, no. We need somebody we, in their mid to late 30s. Yeah. We so need a good could, 20 years out of you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that all just helps his case. Now, the only downside to that may be that he would be a, he wouldn't be able to do as much later Kenny stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a risk I'm willing to take. I don't know, man. They're pretty quick. Like, he could, you know, it would take them no time to sit down and write that and pump it back out. Like, at this point, they're just going through the motions. Right. When they're making letter, Kenny, like. Yeah. So he could pop that out. You know, he could show up and film somewhere for a couple of months and that'd be it. Right. And if they film enough, you know, even have multiple seasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're quick with it and they're in their short seasons. Yeah. But that would be cool in a world where you go from letter Kenny to Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Wow. It'd be nutty, right? Yeah. And I remember seeing that picture. It's when I saw the photo of him in the costume where I was like, yeah, he's got the chin. Yeah. He's got the chin. Yeah. But yeah. I do but have yeah, that, some tidbits. Let's let's see what I you got. I saw this so. while looking at these articles, and I know you did too. Uh, I didn't know that Pepe Le Pew got canceled because I'm not on Twitter oh, yeah. all the time. So he's already yeah. been removed from that Looney Tunes movie, Space Jam 2. Yeah. He's already been removed from it. They had him in the movie. People started bitching online. They were like, all right, get him out. Now, now the internet is going, well, if you're getting rid of him, you got to get rid of Miss Piggy. Yeah. She sexually harassed the fucking Kermit, domestic violenced him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <I> know <right. laughs> um, so now they're like, you got to get rid of her. And I mean, they'll have to do it. They'll have to. If you yeah. get rid of one, you got to get rid of the other. This has got to stop. That's well, that, all I'm going to say. That's what it was. So I was on Twitter one day and apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but a, allegedly they filmed a scene where Pepe Le Pew was being all creepy. Being Pepe and, Le Pew. He's a ladies yeah. man. And uh, LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Pulled him to the side and was like, hey man, that's not cool. Teaches him a lesson about like how to treat women and all this stuff. Okay. And, and then that's it. That should have been in the movie. That that was all of his content in the Space Jam movie, but they cut that out. And then somebody commented, I can't wait for the Snyder cut of Space Jam to come yeah. out. That's what it was, dude. Yeah. Well, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, even in the movie, they pointed out, they're like, hey, man, that's not you're cool. a little too handsy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're trying you're to, you, y'all remember him, dude. He was always grabbing the cat, <laughs> trying yeah. to kiss her. Like, and it was funny. Yeah. I mean, she looked like she might have been in a little bit of distress. I don't know. It wasn't <laughs> like he was trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't ask her. He was like a real affectionate, like Latino guy, you know, French dude. Like, <laughs> like hello, he's like, yeah, putting his hand on your shoulder and stuff. And it's like, I feel a connection with you. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, you got nice eyes. But it's just weird that, that, I mean, dude, where does it end, though? If that starts happening... It's like, that'll, yeah. it's, it's never ending. They'll always be able to find some character where they're like, well, if you're going to get rid of those, you got to get rid of this one. And it's like, look, man, let's come on. Let's, let's not. Yeah. I just, I just, I just was shocked when I saw that. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen is they're going to go through all this back catalog of animated stuff. And now they can. And they're pretty much going to, 
they're going to pretty much remove all the all of the adult innuendo that was supposed to be there for adults while they're watching it with their kids. Yeah. Yeah, the kids never pick up on that, but the adults, that's a little joke for them. A little, you know, all the movies have it. Toy Story has it. Yeah. You know, you name it. Little little Monsters, Inc. There's little jokes in there. Yeah. Um, kind of getting away from that before we go into trailers. You remember last week, Trav, we were talking about Paramount Plus, new streaming mm-hmm. service. I actually found out over the week that uh, All Access CBS... Mm-hmm. that's going to be rebranded and that's going to be combined with Paramount Plus and that's all going to be together now. Yeah. So in oh, the future, okay. instead of having CBS All Access, they're, what they're doing is combining the TV shows with the movies. Boop, yeah. Putting it all in one place. Which will be cool. Makes sense. But yeah. Oh yeah. Talk out on that. I'll have to get Paramount for all the track stuff. Yeah. You were already watching it for uh, CBS, so then and then now, uh, you'll get all those movies, that whole back catalog of stuff. Like they're finally yeah. figuring it out, dude. Instead of having like three or four services, like nah, dude, just combine them because yeah, you get more people on board that way instead of trying to spread everything out. Yep. But yeah. So I am ready for motherfucking trailers. Hell yeah. Hi, Alba. Hi, Get my earpiece in. There was another movie that's about pirates and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's pirates, but they're... Um, I didn't drop it because it was a first look, so they're like talking over it and everything. It's something else, it's something else coming to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, but when we get a... A, a, you know, a real trailer. Yeah. I just didn't drop it because I was like, this is just motherfuckers talking. Yeah. I ain't needing to hear this. But yeah, let me drop my comment. Jupiter's Legacy? Is that what we're starting with? Yeah. Yeah. This looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I didn't know. This... It's a comic, I, apparently. I didn't know. Never heard of it. Yeah. No. But yeah, you but ready, I'm... Trav? Yeah. All right, three, two, one, play. Mark Miller. Didn't Mark Miller and Frank Miller do Sin City? Mark Miller did Kick-Ass, I think. Uh it kind of has he that look. Hey, didn't he write some Daredevil? No, I'm th- I'm getting him and Frank Miller mixed up. Yeah. So that was kind of a first look thing where they were just pretty much showing us characters and costumes, but yeah. Maybe we'll get a real trailer at some point. I'm pretty sure Mark Miller. Let me let me look him up real quick. Mark Miller, Kingsman, Kick Ass. Yeah, he's he did all that stuff. Jupiter Legacy, Jupiter's Legacy, Super Crooks. Um, hold on. Let's go to his thing. 
see, Robo Hunter, he did some Judge Dread work. Um, a lot of Judge Dread work, actually, which makes sense. Swamp Thing, Batman, the uh, Legends of the Dark Knight, Justice League of America. That's where I remember him from, Legends of the Dark Knight. Yeah, The Flash, Superman. Uh, he did a couple of, he did some Fantastic Four, some Wolverine stuff. He did some Ultimate X-Men stuff. Ultimate Vision, so, Ultimate Fantastic Four. He's busy. Kick-Ass. The super, the um, Secret Service. So it seems like he started in the, uh, the, the mainstream comics and then branched out and did his own. Yeah. Yeah, he did Kick-Ass. He did some Vampirilla stuff, Youngblood. He he's touched he's touched a little bit of everything there, dude. Oh, easy now. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> so, City of Lies, we got some JD on us right it's here. Our boy Yanni, Yanni, yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yanni, yep, dude. The joke does make sense. <laughs> I'm ready. You ready, Trev? Yep. Three, two, one, play. Rated R. Yanni. What? Oh, shit. What the fuck? This is the documentary for that fucking... Oh. He's working the case? Wow. Okay. Recognize that guy. I like this man. There we never see it from this side. Yeah, it's right. always been from their point of view. Hell yeah, dude. That looks good, That man. came out of nowhere. Starring Johnny uh-huh. Depp, Lawrence Fishburne, and Lawrence Fishburne's Eye. Mm-hmm. Which that has its own IMDb. As, it looked 90s as fuck, dude. It really did. I mean, it it, it captured the vibe. Oh, they want, me to, thing. they want me to watch Kung Pao with ads. What? Yeah. They're trickling in, dude. Something's happening. Yeah. Forget everything and run. Hmm. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, we saw a couple of guys do that in that movie we watched tonight, and that'll get yeah. you shot in the back. Yeah. Ready when y'all are. Yeah. Round three, two, one, play. Zombie movie? Oh, shit. They're fast, though. Yeah, Ethan. Get it together, dude. Fucking Ethan, dude. 
Oh, it's the other group that's trying to survive. Damn. No, you need to, you learn to live. <laughs> Got a little B movie kind of vibe here. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think they're zombies. They're just infected. Because they still look some... You know what I mean? They don't look dead. Yeah. They're not fucked up. 28 days later kind of shit. Travis called it, dude. <laughs> you did. Weird. Next up, we got a foreign film. War film. Oh, another one? Yeah. I like this comment. My small mind can't grasp what happened. That was fucked up. All right. And a trailer, roll. dude. Let's roll that footage. Yeah, for real. All right, hang on. Three, two, one, play. Same film company. I'm a sucker for these foreign warm flicks. I know. Right. Howdy. All right. So they're Jewish. Jewish. Yeah. Oh, this isn't going to end well. There's a fence. Mm. As mm. it should be. Wait for the cream. Can you imagine being there when this was happening? Like, no. Okay. Looks like the sit where they shot a uh, Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, right. Oh, they're rounding them up? Yeah, dude. And they're going around to the houses to check, see? See, I'm down to watch this because we got another point of view here, like a... Yeah. Oh, it's going to be brutal, dude. I get the comment now. Yeah. Look at SS. Damn scum of the earth, dude. Yeah. Nazis. We'll get a little side titty in the movie. Gonna be a sad movie, dude. Yeah. 
the only move the last movie I saw where it even kind of touched on you know will be like Schindler's List or something and that shit was rough it fucking was very rough right but I will be willing to check that out yeah we have to put that on the list for sure Lazarus huh yeah I don't know because he wear it? It's a fucking, it's a super suit, dude. I'm ready. Drop on my car. Yeah. Right, three, two, one, play. Is this like that guy up north that decided to be a superhero? <laughs> I think so. A vigilante? Oh, he's strong. Follow the bullets. Okay. He's fucking them up. Ain't he, though? Born in it. Molded by it. But for you, it's the end, and he fucks him up. Yeah, of course. Looks all right. Yeah. It looks like it wanted to be very safe. Yeah, right. Somebody said, so a bloodshot knockoff? Cool. <laughs> I had to drop this this next trailer in here. Oh, yeah. I saw We saw like a teaser or something, or I saw one somewhere. Yeah. Maybe... It's been a while. It's been a while, dude, but it looked funny. Yeah. You're going to be surprised with the song choice that they go for. I heard the beginning of it. Did you? I you did. already know? Dude. I'm I'm excited. When I heard that, I was I started laughing immediately. Yeah. So, you know. Aren't you ready? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> yeah, dude. How many times have we talked about this song? Batman, dude. Oh, and they're singing it. It's even funnier if they're singing it because it was in Batman. She's in the military suit jacket. Yeah.
Oh, Homer Simpson, you know? She's got a Sawyer shirt on. She's the first person that... Look at her face! <laughs> this is going to be funny, dude. Yeah. She's so good in that Muppets movie. <laughs> That's her husband. Her husband. <laughs> mm. Silly goes time, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's got him. Oh, and there's other people with powers. Oh, yeah. We need a bigger car. Hmm. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you think cancer <laughs> come on that looks that's funny it's got him in it alright this next trailer I'm not expecting much from but when I said dinosaur horror, <laughs> I had oh, to fucking shit. drop it in here. <laughs> yeah, Giving them the claw. Yeah. I'm expecting like sci-fi channel CGI dinosaurs. Yeah. No, if not, I just want ACDC over everything. Yeah. You've been Dr. Strange. Right when she said Thunder Force, it lined up with the. Yeah. The Thunder Force, Thunder Thighs. Yeah. <laughs> You already know, dude. All right, y'all ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, play. Give him the claw. The Adventurers Club. Mm. Backwards. We've looted that oh. one before. Yeah. Velociraptor? Yeah. Let it go. This guy just so happens to have a dinosaur, you know? Found it wandered around in the woods. <laughs> Ice fishing off the coast of Isla Nubar. Uh-oh. Clever girl. That's where you put that line. It's definitely a Velociraptor, dude. Yeah. Which, to be honest... That's the one you don't want to fight. Yeah. That motherfucker can open doors and shit. They just recreated the vent scene from Jurassic Park. Look, he's breathing under the thing. Look, he's going to open it. Oh, they don't show it there. Where's the feathers? <laughs> he opened the door. 
That's going to be a silly ghost time, too. <laughs> These people are out camping, and a fucking raptor shows yeah. up, dude. It's like, how did that get here? <laughs> Hopefully this they don't that, explain this, this, that. This movie just looks like someone's stoned idea. Enhanced. I don't know. Are they boner <laughs> pills or something? I think so. But I'm fucking ready for it. That movie had a fucking Velociraptor in it, dude. Like, you know, know. that shit's going to be fucking great. Yeah. I mean, you know what you're getting. A CSI film. All right, hang on. You've been. It's going to be them standing in front of computers telling their computer people, enhance, enhance that image. Yeah. Can you zoom in anymore? Can you enhance the file so that I can hear the Well, it's only message? 12 megapixels. It's going to get pixelated. <laughs> Very pixelated. All right, here we go. Three, I'm two, ready. one, play. It's getting kinky. <laughs> the fuck? Are those Wakanda gauntlets? They're going to give her some kind of power. They're like super soldiers. Universal soldiers. So there's a siler. He's the one. It kind of looks like it has half the budget uh, as one episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. But, you know. I mean, you know. This guy says it right here. This looks so generic, it's it's actually impressive. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for certain. I agree. I want to know what's going on there a little bit, though. Like, I might, it might be a guilty. You know what I mean? I might pull it up when I be like, "Ooh, enhanced." Yeah, I'm if I can find the streaming service, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'll have to turn my VPN on just to watch it. Like, it's it'll like be like another country. Peter, it's like they condensed Peter and Siler's story from Heroes into an action film. Yeah, right. <clears throat> That's a show I wish they could. They could fix. Oh, we've been waiting on a trailer for this. We had some kind of teaser or something. Yeah. This says final trailer. I didn't even know. that. Is this the movie that's supposed to be? um... We watched something where he was sitting in that office. 
Yeah. Talking to those people. Isn't this the movie? It's supposed to be like his his uh his big kinda, performance of the year. Yeah, they kind of break away from the Yeah. Like his big drama. Yeah. I thought well, the, the directors though, yeah, that movie though that Netflix movie was great, but can't be nominated for that downside. Yeah. And the, yeah. the director of this, right? It's someone I just yeah. remember I think the Russo brothers movie. I think it's the Russo there. brothers. Yep. They did this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. So I'm ready for All it. All right, man. here we go. Three, two, one, play. Apple. This can't be nominated. It's getting kinky over here with the throat. <laughs> Still not a trailer. I've seen her in something. Yeah. He's going to get mad. He's going to join the military. Yeah, this is the scene we saw where he was in here. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, just off of that, I'm interested. Yeah. It's like a Bonnie and Clyde thing going on here. A little modern day. (laughs) Modern day Bonnie and Clyde. You already know. Old Travis Tritt. Yeah. This last trailer is another foreign film. The Sadness. Yeah. Ready when y'all are. Oh, yeah. I like this comment. Horrific. Too scary for me. (laughs) Horrific. (laughs) Yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Creepy Sam. I like that shot. Yeah. Whoa. Coming in close for the camera work, dude. Yeah. 
Uh oh. I love this. I love this eerie jazz. Yeah. That dude's face was creepy. Yeah, I'm already in on this. This looks intense. Yeah. That looks fucking yes. See one twenty two twenty one. That's already out somewhere. Yeah. Uh, be looking for that. This is probably the best trailer of the night. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like less was more here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like when it did that cut up shot right after you said something about the music, it cut up to that dude smiling at her. Yeah. And there's a dead body behind him and a group of people. It's like what the fuck is happening? We'll hop on that. Yeah. We got to add it to the list. Yeah. What you got to pick? Podlock it. Yeah. Podlock right. it. So what, what are we watching next? I mean, we we already know what we're going to watch the following week. We're doing we the uh, Doors. Oh, yeah, right. that's right. The, the one yeah, on the, the list, we got Drake Doors, Trump. Snyder Cut, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Eee, you know? Yeah, right. We're coming into a land yeah, of doors, fellas. We saw the trailer for that, right? Was it a sci-fi movie? Yeah, it had uh, Drake and Josh in it. That's right. Yeah, uh, Josh Peck. Yeah, Riders of the Storm. And look good. What, does um, it have a score? Where's the score? It's only an so, hour I mean, and 21 minutes. So we're not doing, clearly we're not doing March Movie Madness. I mean, we got it. Um, well, um, I mean, it's coming. It's coming to us. With uh, Justice yeah. League and King Kong versus Godzilla over here? Like, yeah. We should call this year, we should call it the Bangers of March. Yeah. Bangers in March? Kind of like Bangers and Mash? I was just trying it on. Yeah. Bangers in March? That's perfect, dude. You know? Yeah. So the Academy yeah. Awards is April the 25th. Ooh. I thought they did it in February. I don't they know. What was I'm our Oscar strange, picks of yeah. last year? I know that's about right. Last year our Oscar picks were uh one twenty six twenty when we dropped our Oscars things in there. Yeah. Leading up oh, to yeah. that. Oh, it says the file's gone. Oh. And we've approached uh we pretty much have almost approached the one year mark of uh the official COVID lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we're fucking year in, year deep. Cause I'm into I mean it's weird because you know, we just we just had our new year a couple of months ago, but this feels like, like this a, feels more authentic to yeah, me. Yeah, like a real year just started. Yeah. Cause we just lost out on twenty twenty, which is weird that it fell on twenty twenty. But um I tell you what's weird, man, is like you know, there's a little tidbit at the end of the podcast here. There's people still dying from COVID. But the news yep. doesn't still, give a fuck. It is still a thing. <laughs> but a year out, and they're not talking about it like they did before. Money. You know, Alamo well, Draft House. Is, you, we talked about that before we got on the pod. They're they're going down. Yeah, in a year. In a year, we've managed to get to where we're trying to vaccinate people. Yeah, I know several people um, that have been vaccinated. 
Here's what they all say, though. They have to drive really far to get it. Yeah. The only reason my grandfather got it was because a friend of his went to the doctor and she's been going through uh, cancer treatments. Yeah. And she's too sick to get it. And she asked the doctor, she said, can I give my chance to get the vaccine to someone? So my, uh, my grandmother had already had it and she offered it to him and he went over there and got it. Wow. Something to offer up your vaccine, right? Like, yeah. and they let him do it. They were like, yeah, he can have it. That's, that's our ticket into heaven, dude. Yeah, dude. He's yeah. going, like, we're looking 2021. <laughs> I got you. They're doing like adapts and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a weird year. It's almost like 2020 is like the year that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, a lot we, happened, but. We pod, you know. It's like, I don't know, man. It just went by so fast. Yeah. Faster than any other year ever. Yeah. Man, yeah. 2020 was pretty crazy, to say the least. It was. It makes sense that something like that would happen because it's 2020. Yeah. You know, the, the way it lines Line up. and yeah, yeah, it's something. Uh, and then now we got to deal with 2021. Yeah. Like, with that, that, that whole year is a chunk of history that's going to be talked about for yeah. quite a while. Tim the Tap Man said, chalk it. <laughs> Chalk it up. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Doors Sorry, next I, week. Yeah. Then Snyder Cut and then King Kong. King Kong. Or Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. We got a good couple of weeks coming up here, fellas. Movie this past week was great. great. Monster Hunter was yep. a surprise hit. So yep. yeah. Twenty twenty one so far so good. Yeah, we haven't had a shit movie so far, have no. we? So this is going to be our year. You think so? Yeah. Where like, every movie is going to be good. Are you saying year of the banger? Yeah. Bangers and mash. You think mm-hmm. that we can hit 50,000 plays this year? I don't know. I don't know about We're that. We're at like 13,000 now, which is <laughs> a good number. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> we could hit up one of those, uh, like Indian play farms. Uh, Probably cost twenty bucks for fifty thousand. <laughs> no comment. Yeah, I'm good. But yeah. That's all I got. I'm I tipping go the glass. Bed. I'll keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>